Dueling Dialogues is brought to you by our affiliates at hostpapa.com. Click the banner on the right left chronicles.com for premium unlimited web hosting with the highest rated reviews at the lowest prices. Coming to you from that once forgotten artery that pulses through the center of the continental United States and into the heart of the Ozarks, Grace Matthews. Looking in from the northern border, our Canadian friend, along with his countrymen feeling the effects of U.S. political issues, Connor Murphy. Welcome to Dueling Dialogues, episode 127. I'm Connor Murphy here with Grace Matthews. Hi, Grace. How you doing? I'm doing great. I wasn't sure you'd be here today. Why? Well, you had Happy Cannabis Day. I mean, yeah, you know, right. I figured all of Canada would take the rest of the week off. Yeah, we'd just be uh, sitting in the pizza parlor eating pizza, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah all stoned and everything. <laughs> nah, things are pretty normal over the border. Oh, well, well, we've been screaming that you guys better not bring that weed over here. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think give it a few years, it'll be legal everywhere. But who absolutely, knows? oh, it will be. It will. We just gotta. We just can't stand it. We gotta go through the drama to get there. Yeah, pretty much. And it, and it has created lots of drama. Still, a lot of anti-pot activists out there that uh, are making fools of themselves. So yeah, I don't know how it's really legalization because before, when we were in prohibition, it there was eight criminal laws in Canada against cannabis and now there's 45 so that's legalization for you <laughs> that sounds like our EPA yeah pretty much pretty mm. much they're probably mm-hmm. stoned too <laughs> yeah yeah we think they are at least they seem that way <laughs> yeah well speaking of drama and laws healthcare. oh my gosh I just can't say it enough The Republicans cannot go through this midterm election without talking about it. Yeah. Because people are getting their letters. They're finding out stuff, just like me. Right. You know, um, I explained a few weeks ago that my insurance coverage was going by the wayside. Right. Because they no longer want to write individual policies. They only want groups. Well, my um, broker said, oh, they'll find somebody else, you know, and give me a call. Well, they really haven't found anything. They want me to They want me to pay them $100 to go to the um, Obamacare site. Like, <laughs> okay. I couldn't do that myself. Right. But it's, it's very confusing because most of us were under the understanding that the mandate had been taken away. Okay. Okay. It wasn't. Now... It appears to have been for employers. For example, under Obamacare, if you had 50 or more employees, you had to provide health insurance. All right. Now that mandate, it looks like, has been eliminated. Oh, okay. Mostly because people were having to work part-time jobs, two or three part-time jobs, because companies didn't want to hire full-time employees. So um, the Trump administration got rid of that mandate. Now, when they said mandate, I think most people were like me, you weren't gonna get fined if you didn't have insurance or if your policy was not up to Obamacare standards. Right. Yeah, okay, Obamacare standards means if you're a man, you you have to have maternity leave. I mean, maternity insurance. No, just maternity. (laughs) 
<laughs> so that you can compensate for other people out there. Okay. Oh, wow. If you don't have yeah. addiction, you've got to pay for addiction. Wow. Uh, insurance. You have to pay for mental health coverage. Okay. You have to pay for all these things, whether you're going to use it or not. Wow. Well, okay. Most of us were under the understanding that mandate released us from that issue. Right. And that also we weren't going to get fined if we didn't have this Obamacare policy. Well, that really hasn't happened. They've talked a lot about it. Hmm. So really, you can take out a policy right now that doesn't meet Obamacare standards, but you're going to get fined. Now, the fine is minimal. It's like 100 bucks. Okay. Oh, but wow. it has everybody playing this gray area. So you don't trust anybody. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. You talk to an agent or a broker. One of them understands this and will explain it to you and suggest that you get the coverage you need and pay the fine. Others will be like, oh, my God, you can't do that. You, you've got to get the Obama coverage. Now, we are talking. Now, let me tell you what price we're talking about. Between a policy that, for example, me, that doesn't have maternity because I don't want any more babies. <laughs> That's not happening, okay? Between one that is appropriate for me and Obamacare, the Obamacare policy would be $1,600 a month with deductibles, okay? <laughs> The one I would get where I'd have to pay the $97 fine would be just under $500 a month and no deductible. Wow. Okay. Big uh, difference. Clearly, I'm going to pay the $100 fine. Yeah, clearly. So you think, well, that's just great. You got it all figured out. Oh, wait a minute. These companies will do this, but you got to pass the health assessment. <laughs> and the health assessment is ridiculous. I can imagine. The, you, I got the denied. whole thing's ridiculous. Yeah, wow. Yes, I got denied. Do you know if you are a scuba diver, they will deny you. Wow. If you like to go to the little place and climb the rocks, they will deny you. Unreal. I, I, I got denied on the first thing I mentioned is I have a large thyroid. Denied. <laughs> so then you got to okay. go in another set of circumstances, a, a third set. Now, all of this comes to a head November 1st. The election is November 6th, okay? Yeah. If the Republicans don't talk about this between now and the 1st and promise to fix it after the election, the Democrats will win, despite Kavanaugh, despite the immigration issue, that, and, and despite the excitement, because Republicans will start turning on the Republicans. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. So it is a mess. A well, mess, mess, a mess. I really haven't seen anything other than our own podcast talking about this out in the media. Like, zero. However, when they take polls, it is the number one thing on people's minds now. And it yeah. wasn't two or three months ago. Right. But it is, according to the polls, it's the most important thing to the people right now. That's because they're getting the letters. Right. For yeah. example, you take a community like where I live, 
which is probably about 120,000 in the city proper. There's not a lot of industry here. Most people work for themselves. They have individual policies, okay? Most people that are middle class or above in an area like this, you basically have to work for yourself. Nobody's gonna pay them money because there isn't any place to go. Wow. So I, they have individual policies. And, and these, if, a lot of times are the yeah. people that give the money to the candidates. I mean, you are talking about politically speaking, and, and not knocking anybody down, these are important people to piss off and make scared. But they're also people that can't afford to have a medical crisis. Right. I mean, a medical crisis, you can have a little bit of money and it can bankrupt you. Yeah, absolutely, in a hurry. So it's it's a mess and, and things we kind of were led to believe when they were working on Obamacare and you know, John McCain gave his thumbs down. Right. We thought they got something done. But what went on in the House never, ever made it through the Senate. John McCain was the holdout vote on all of it. Huh. So yeah. we, we, you're misinformed if you believe anything was done, basically. Yeah, he uh, really left a mess behind, didn't he? Oh, yeah. And, and like I said uh, before... You don't have the old system to fall back on. You know, mm. that's been eight years now. Wow. Uh, the system we had in place before Obama, you know, took over. Right. You, you can't just dissolve Obamacare and go, okay, we'll just go back to our old, old ways. Well, that's eight years ago. Yeah. It's not there. And a lot of people go, let it implode on itself. Do you know how many people are going to die? Yeah, I know. I was just thinking about that. I mean, how many emergencies are going to happen in the in the period where they're trying to figure something out? Exactly. So they have to do something. And what they if they would just open it up to the open market to where it can also be sold over state lines, it, it would repair itself and repair itself really quickly. It would get really competitive and um, it would be OK. But you've, you've got to allow it to happen. But you also have to have a couple things in place. These insurers must insure pre-existing health issues. Right. That's the one thing you got to keep out there or they'll never do it. And the government will keep picking up the tab on, on the sick people. Or people will just die because they won't, you know, people want insurance. They want to pay their own way and they want insurance. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Unreal. Yeah. So, so two weeks ago, I went to the doctor. He said I should have a little surgical procedure. One week later, the surgeon called me uh, to come fill out paperwork. So I did that. The next day, I had my surgery booked for mid-December. Cost? Wow. Zero dollars. Well, and look, how long have I been waiting for my surgery to get scheduled? Yeah. Six months. So something's and definitely still not broken. There. Yeah, I mean it's it's it's, it's very broken. Um, you can't play both sides of a field, and that's what we're doing right now. Um, we're trying to keep the open market yet government control. I, I I mean, quite frankly, we have to pick one or the other. <laughs> I, guess I you're want right. the open market. You know, I mean, you just can't. It's kind of like being torn between two levers. The guy <laughs> walks in the room and he says, "It's him or me." Yeah. 
Right. And she says, hit the road, Jack. But um, you got you got to make a decision. Non-decision is... Not working. No, it's not. Scaring people. And when people are scared, shit happens. Yeah, and we got shit happening right now. A long line of we it, got, I hear. Yeah, we got <laughs> these Hondurans. It started out 15 Hondurans were walking to the United States. Okay? Okay. Well, now that 1,500 has grown to 4,000. Wow. They are right now at the Mexican border. Uh, the Mexican president has ordered police and patrol. He's going to set up camps on the border and, I don't know, try to send them back, keep them. I don't know what he's going to do with them. But he's going to slow this process down because he's working with Trump. Imagine that. A Mexican <laughs> president working with a United States president. Yeah, that's wow. that's that's odd right that's, there. That, we could do a whole show on that. No doubt. Nevertheless, the point I want to is this is designed, by design, it was set up to where these people would hit the Mexican-United States border on election day or maybe a couple days prior. Right. And that would send Trump to separating grown-ups from children. And, you know, just overall, they can create a lot of bad press. And then the Democrats would win. Right. And um, there's some kinks. But let's talk about first. How did 1,500 grow to 4,000? And it costs for each of these people $7,000 to get to the border. You know, you got to pay the mules. You got to pay all these people. You got to. It it costs money. It costs $7,000 a person. Now, if you got a kid, right there, it's $14,000. Wow. Okay. Now, the average person in Honduras makes 2,500. Now, they got to go, what, three years without eating, drinking, buying clothes, or paying for a place (laughs) to live to save $7,000, right? Yeah, that doesn't add up, does it? It really doesn't add up. So, how are they doing this? And, you know, in all this perfect timing. Well, at the end of this appears to be Soros. Of course. Yeah, we're not even surprised. But what Soros did not plan on was the Mexican president after the whole NAFTA deal. Right. Him and Trump are buddies. He's (laughs) going to help his buddy out. There you go. Yeah, I don't think he counted on that, did he? It's blowing up in his face. Good. Hope it costs him lots of money, too. And people really don't like Democrats or Republicans. The voting public do not want people coming into the country unvetted. Yeah, no doubt. Okay, there are this group of politicians in Hollywood that seem to want open borders, but virtually no one else does. Uh, Trudeau, he, that's exactly yeah, what he Trudeau, wants. Yeah, Trudeau, but he's yeah. an actor too, really. He really belongs in Hollywood, right? Right. Right. As a drama coach or something? Yeah, he's probably lousy at that, too. And I don't know. Maybe he'll take the Hondurans. I mean, you guys are wealthy. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. You know, he, he likes to, you know, take all sorts of people. Right. Well, I, I think uh, he's on his way out. It, it's just not repairable for him at this point. No. So no, that's a not. whole other story, though. And I mean, everybody's joking about him, even Cory Booker. 
who I would thought would have been liking Trudeau. He was making jokes about Trudeau. Yeah. Like, he's just, you know, not realistic. And I was, Cory Booker seems. Yeah. Unlikely, right? You know, you guys did make the right call, I believe, when it came to the Saudi situation. We talked about that the other day. Right. Because Saudis, let's face it, as much money as they have and uh, they've got oil. <laughs> yeah. Um, they don't treat women right. And uh, that's, really, that's what our argument was with them, was uh, yeah. to release the women's activists that they were holding prisoner that have now and, been executed, I guess. Yeah, and that seems to be the whole Saudi royal family. I mean, none of them treat women well. All right. Okay? However, we have a little issue here. Um, we have a big issue. The journalist that was killed. That situation is probably going to lead back to the crown prince. Okay? Right. Yeah. Now, I, I don't think anybody's going to argue that. Yeah. Now, how are you going to handle this, though? Now, the king needs to basically punish the crown prince. But as far as the United States goes, Trump's up against a rock and a hard place because you have to understand the royal family. The royal family is huge. They love to make babies. That's all they do over there. They don't watch movies. They don't listen to music. They make babies. So you've got all these princes and all these faction, factions of the same family. Right. They don't all get together for Thanksgiving and, you know, have sweet little Italian arguments. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For the most part, these guys don't trust each other. Yeah. So if you have one part of the, the family that has done something, how can you punish the whole country and the whole family? Yet they have to be punished for this guy's death and chopping him up. Yeah, seriously. For like, I'm not really sure what's going to happen because I've seen the news reports go either way that you know, everything's all fine, and then no, it's not, and it's a mess. Well, and they keep changing their family. Now, I mean, their story. Right. Now, what, and their family, too, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> but for the first time ever, oil is not on the line, because when Trump, you know, released the industry of a lot of, you know, restrictions, we became the number one producer of oil in the world. Right. We surpassed Saudi Arabia. But in place of that oil, we have this arms deal. And it's a mess. I mean, it's crazy. Um, you know, they've got a little fall guy going down, uh, you know, one of the bodyguards of the prince. Uh -huh. um, but then he ended up in a car wreck. I'm sure you know, he did. Peculiar. I mean, it's just like, really? You expect us to believe that he was killed in a car wreck conveniently? Or serendipitously. Right. Yeah. You know, these international car accidents, <laughs> they happen a lot. Well, I have one for you. Another one, actually. Daphne Caruana Galizia. She's the one woman WikiLeaks. She's the one that broke the story on the Panama Papers to the public, exposing all of the world leaders and politicians that were hiding money in offshore accounts. Oh, yeah. She, yeah, she uh, got in a car in Malta and the car exploded. So, 
yeah funny how those things kind of start happening yeah yeah and that's the favorite way lately they they take care of something internationally it's like a mob hit but right. you know on an international basis uh, seems like wow. a war on I journalism i'm so sad to hear that uh, there is a war on journalism and uh there's been a lot of chatter about maybe the president should watch what he says about journalists i don't think he caused this though nobody in saudi no. arabia this guy was writing about the saudi family and um they decided to kill him I, it had nothing to do with trump right. but there are stations that are saying it did right crazy yeah of course there will be well a couple of days ago Mueller said the day after the election he would be giving an update or a report on the Russian collusion situation <laughs> All right. okay and uh, there are people out there um, I, I think there are people with Trump derangement syndrome that have waited two years for this report. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Every one of them with, with Trump derangement syndrome has been waiting eagerly to have Trump impeached and arrested, and they, they're just chomping at the bit. Oh, yeah. And we don't say this in jest. This has really become a psychiatric issue for these people. Yes. According to Politico, their sources, and I mean they have a long line of sources, um, let's see, 15 former government officials and uh, about 12 others that um, have a connection say that they're going to be disappointed. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> because it just hadn't panned out. Yeah, well, you know. The connection they... is not there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, nobody's actually been arrested or charged with anything to do with Russians. You know. Yeah, I mean, and uh, for the most part, um, this came also from some of the defense attorneys working on the Russian probe. Exactly. And, you know, I did say defense attorneys. Right. Okay. It's just not there. It, it, it just isn't. And besides that, we may never see the report anyway. Right. Yeah. And no, no. then they say, well, you know, Mueller, like Kenneth Starr, should answer questions about it. Um, in front of Congress or somebody, okay? All right. Well, they said he probably will, but this guy is a yes, no, maybe guy. He is not going to give anything away. Huh. I mean, because okay. it's, it just doesn't suit his personality. Hmm. So what is going to happen when these people get the disappointment of their life? And, yeah. and I truly mean their life. They are talking about civil disobedience in a way we haven't seen in modern times right yeah and uh i i know for a fact i'll be looking at a thousand new memes on facebook <laughs> well, let's hope that's all yeah i doubt that though i doubt um, that i could see things amping up for sure yeah Tensions it will amping. probably become violent yeah well, it would be really violent if uh, Mueller actually looked at the cause of all of this and, and started investigating that instead of running up a, an alley that shouldn't even have been there and shouldn't have you know, existed from the beginning. 
know. Yeah, and I, I, I hate to mention it because, I mean, there are some people that just go so crazy. But, you know, Q, QAnon, what I'm gathering from their theory, and I don't know whether QAnon's right or wrong. It seems like they're pretty right. Nobody wants them to be. They want to call them crazy conspiracy theorists. However, they kind of think that Rosenstein might be playing the side of Trump and ready to bust those people. Mm. Meaning like the DNC, the Clintons, the people that brought this Russian collusion to the forefront I don't of know. the DOJ and the FBI. I, I don't know either, but Hillary gave up her security clearance the other day, and there's been nothing said, nothing written about it. Oh. The mainstream media. In fact, it's it's been a hush-hush. Why would she have done that Hillary, while at the same time keeping her big trap shut? Yeah, there's no way Hillary would give up any power whatsoever. Something's None. up. Something's up. Something's up. That had me thinking... QAnon might be right. And when you think about Rod Rosenstein going on the plane with the president to Florida to chat, uh huh, they yeah. may have this right. Yeah, could be. Tick tock, tick tock, as Sean Hannity says. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably be pretty nervous if I was her right now. And uh, wow, that's really suspicious. That that says a lot right there, I believe, because Hillary. Yeah. wouldn't ever give up anything of power, especially right. security clearance. Wow. Exactly. Uh-huh. Okay, good news. <laughs> yeah. Now, Cory Booker, I said, sort of was sort of making fun of Trudeau the other day. Easy but to do. Very easy He to do. said <laughs> that the Canadians are more American than the Americans. Okay? okay. okay. Despite Trudeau. That's what he said. <laughs> now... And it had me thinking, first of all, we're not getting a smoke pot down here. But secondly, and most <laughs> importantly, the freedom of speech. Yeah. We are the only country in the world that has unfettered freedom of speech constitutionally. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm saying, pretty sure you're right on that. Okay. A lot of people believe that the UK and Canada has so, but... In both of those countries, they have a clause of sorts that says you can't use hate speech, you can't incite violence with exactly. your words. Yep. Now, in the United States, that's not really true. Now, we have sort of since Obama, under Obama, we started pretending like we do have those. Right. Okay? And, and I have to say for good reason, maybe. But for good reason can always be abused. So I, I say that carefully I'm, I'm, I'm sort of walking that thin line right now should congress put a clause in our first amendment about speech for violence you know that incites violence or hate and you might go yes oh yes for sure but the way our constitution is written they can't oh so i'm just bringing this up so that our listeners and of course us, we can all sort of chew on that. Wow. That uh, very interesting stuff. Yeah, and uh, it's something we'll probably talk about again. Something, something I, I, I just wanted to throw that out there because constitutionally it says no law shall be created, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, 
that changes the First Amendment. Changes the First Amendment the way it's written. Well, that would have protect, protected us from Trudeau then. Darn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. But that you is... all do have that right. You, you do. You cannot incite violence or, or hate, um, right. hate in the in the in Canada, and the same is true for the UK. And it in is fact, enforced. I think the UK has a couple of more, couple more restrictions. I, oh, I, I'm certainly not yeah. a. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not an expert on UK or Canada. Yeah, well, of speech, but I do know that. And when Cory Booker brought that up, it just it it just got into my head. Right. You know, that you know the speech, the speech. We can't necessarily change it without giving up our constitution believe me i know there are people out there that want to give up our constitution i mean you watch the view yeah, yeah get that son of a bitch right out the door <laughs> all those guys that wrote it i mean they, if they could bring them back to life they bring them back and hang them yeah pretty much yeah exactly we can agree there yep but we don't always agree but life's a journey and we're all in this together thanks for listening have a great weekend godspeed connor and godspeed to all of our friends out there. Godspeed, Grace, and thanks for listening. Dueling Dialogues is brought to you by our affiliates at hostpapa.com. Click the banner on the rightleftchronicles.com for premium unlimited web hosting with the highest rated reviews at the lowest prices.